Father, I thank you so much for bringing each and every one of us here tonight. Each one of us is here because you are ordained for us to be here. God, I pray that you would be with everyone as they're speaking this evening. I pray that you would be glorified in every word that is said and that we would point back to you, Father, because you are our reason for living, our purpose. You are the breath in our lungs. I thank you so much for the body of Christ and how we run this race of faith together, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins and redeeming us and calling us your child. I thank you that we're no longer enslaved to sin, but we're child. We are children of God. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We, um, like I said before, we're going to do a a special night tonight. First of all, I I would like to share one thing. You know, do do y'all understand that we are all a team? That we, we root for each other, we pray for each other, we look out for each other. But when I think when, when, when one does well and is spurred on by the rest, all do, all do well. We, we all take, take part. Um, and sometimes I think we, we, we don't understand the power of prayer. We don't understand the power of encouraging words. Uh, and I would just like to say, some, some of you may have known about it, some did not. I had the opportunity to speak at the back, baccalaureate service for Yulee High School this week. And, uh, and I'd put some word out and just, hey, can you just pray, pray for me? I'd really appreciate the prayers. And it was a really good night because the, the gospel was clearly shared and, and heard. Opportunity was, was given. But part of that, I think, is, is part of, of your prayers and as we work as one, as a team. So you're a part of that team. And so I just like, from my heart, just say, thank you. Uh, and some of you go, man, I didn't know about it, but I would have prayed. And I think we've got a lot that will pray for me at times as camp is coming up and do that. I, we, we can't do things within our youth group. And, and, and youth specific can't go out and, and make an impact, I think, without the prayers and support and encouraging words of those around us, right? Yeah, all right. Two people said yes. Thank you. All right. That's good. Um, Now, tonight we are going to um, have seniors come up and share. And so as they come up, I I want you to understand something. And you should understand about this already. uh, In particular, I'll point at me. No perfect people ever stand on the stage. Uh, no, No one does. Uh, and so we, we all have struggles and we all fall. The, the key question is, are, are, are you getting back up? Are you fighting uh, to pursue Christ even in the midst of your fall? So, so as even students come, they're not coming to preach tonight. No student is coming to preach. They're coming to proclaim and to testify, uh, to give testimony of, of what God has done and what God has taught them. So, uh, I, th- I think, it, and, and you know, what I've asked them to do is share. Hey, what's something that that you wish you would sort of? L- l- what's something big that you learned that you would have been great for you to even learn a year or two before you did, uh, or or can help your walk with Christ if you're in a, a youth group? How are you sup- supposed to live? So know that as, as they they come up here, we're all fallen, fallen pe- pe- people. We all we all struggle. The question is, if we see someone struggle, are we trying to help them back up? As we pursue Christ together, right? Yeah, good. Uh, and so, a lot of them um, don't speak in front of crowds a lot, and y'all are a ugly looking crowd. I mean, a scary looking crowd. Uh, not ugly. That's a that's a bad term. And um, a scary looking crowd. I try to tell them, hey, 
you're, you're, you're follow, following me. So, hey, you know, you can't do a whole lot worse than I do up on a stage. So, so it's good, but give them grace as, as they talk and as they share and encourage them greatly as they talk and as they share. That's one thing I would ask. And I want to ask you this. Um, there's, I think, I think we've got nine seniors that are going to share tonight. There's even a few more that, that may not share, which is fine. But as they, they, they come up, you'll see their, their name will be on, on the screen. And I, I challenge you to pick one or two of these names out. And it may be someone you don't know that well. And go, you know what? My goal is to pray for them all summer as they transition. Because their last thing with the youth group is officially youth camp. That's their last thing that they're a youth. And then we, we're like, get out of here, you freak. You know, you're, you're not cool enough to be youth now. No, but, but the, the, it's... It, you sort of, it's a process. It's it's you've got to grow up a little bit. I don't know how that sounds, um, but t- take two 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 names and go. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for him and for her uh, this summer. That uh, they're as they transition to college or the workforce or trade school or the army or whatever they're they're doing. Uh, that uh, God will. God will guide them, and they will seek after God. Those are two things that I think God will guide them. The question is, will they seek after God? Uh, and, and, and will we all? And there's a verse I'm just going to share now. A lot of times I might share this at the end, but I just want to share it now. So this is um, especially for seniors. I want you to hear this. It's in Colossians 2, uh, in verse 8. It says this, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were ta- taught abounding in thanksgiving so to to it that see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy or empty deceit de- 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 according to human tra- tra- tradition according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to christ and look out remember what you've been ro- ro- rooted and built up in and taught and look out for these things in the world because they're loud and they look good, but they fall apart so e- easy. And they, as they fall apart, they, 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 they wound and they scar. Uh, so he says, look out for that stuff. Remember what you have been taught. I'm going to uh, pray. And then Kelsey Strauder is going to be our very first senior to share. So don't, don't start clapping now. But after, after the prayer, she starts to walk up. Let, let's let's let, her, let her know we love her. And um, Kelsey, there's a mic right here. Just sort of stand around it because we, we want to make sure we, we hear you. And uh, we're going to pray. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you for the seniors that are going to share tonight. Lord, calm nerves. Uh, Lord, just uh, and, and help thoughts just to go as you want them to go. And, uh, and God, I, uh, I just ask uh, even now that, that you bless them and prepare them for, for where you have them, whether it's going off to school or staying in town for school or doing trade school or going into the workforce or the ser- service. God, we just ask that you just go before them and you prepare the way and you guide them. And, Lord, may they cling to the truths that they know are true in your word and may that affect them for the rest of their life. Uh, Lord, as they speak, just, Lord, help us to have ears to hear your truth. And, uh, Lord, change us. And may we not have hearts of stone, but hearts of flesh that, that, that hear and respond. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, come on down. Kelsey Strauder.
what I've learned the past long time. Long time. So when I first came to this church, I was so deep in my sin that I knew nothing else. I did with my life that if I could go back, I wish I wouldn't have. But if I would have gone back, I don't know if I would be where I am today. I thought that if every night I just asked for forgiveness, I could wake up the next day and continue with what I was doing, just thinking I was fine. I spent a year of my life doing this. It was a long time ago, but I still remember it. I just thought that if I did that, I was just as good as everybody else. Everyone that said that they were saved. I felt like I was, because the old church I went to wasn't the best. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable sitting in these chairs where everybody's sitting now, listening to Dan preach about impurities in your life. Because I knew what I was doing was wrong. But I was scared. I was very scared to come and talk to anybody. So I didn't. Everything changed when I went to camp, and I made some really amazing friends. I knew I was broken, and that I was looking for a way out, and that the only way out was to talk to someone. But I was so scared of this only solution, so I didn't. I just sat down and pushed my feelings away. That summer was the most sin-filled summer of my life. I was broken, and just I just convinced myself that I was not good enough for the love of God in my life. I put on a good face around people. I always used to put on that mask saying, I'm happy, I'm doing okay, and I'm fine. When really, in the inside, I was sad, and I was struggling, and I wasn't okay. But after that, throughout that summer, I gained a lot of friends that I talked to and learned about all of the things that were happening in their life. I learned that I wasn't alone in the sins that I was going through, that other people struggle with them too. Even if you think that you're the lowest of low, that the sin that you've committed can't be forgiven, it can. I confessed everything. I broke down. And I begged for forgiveness. I talked to people, Miss Natalie, Miss Cat, Pastor Nick. That summer at Fall Retreat, I accepted Jesus into my life. I thought I never would mess up again, ever. I thought that I was fine. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I was very wrong. Throughout the next year after that, I fell into sin. Thinking I was fine was not good enough. I was baptized, and I was like, okay, I'm doing pretty good. But moving forward and gaining new friends was hard. And when you gain new friends while you're struggling with your own life, you mess up. I was so caught up in gossiping with everybody else, thinking that it was fine because everyone did it that I hurt people bad. And yes, I've apologized for the things that I've done, but sometimes it takes a while for those relationships to be mended. And if I could go back, even though what happened was so complex, I wouldn't have said those things. Knowing now what I know, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have told everyone else to stop. But I didn't because I was scared 
of what everyone else thought of me. I thought that I had to put on a face to be like everyone else, even though I was saved. What I've learned from the past few years is not to be afraid to talk to someone. Years ago, if I would have just talked to someone, maybe I would be in a different place. You're going to go through trials, no matter how hard you try, and it's okay to feel broken, and it's okay to be sad. No matter how much you think you're going to be judged or hated, no one here is going to judge you or hate you. When you think that you can't be forgiven, that you're the worst sinner around, and there's no way God could forgive you or love you, remember that you can always be forgiven through Christ. Thank you. All right, come on down, Jonah Leinbach. Jonah Leinbach. I don't have much to say. <laughs> Kelsey's um, testimony and story was a lot better than mine. It will be a lot better. But so my name is Jonah Leinbach, and how, and that is how you pronounce it. And my testimony, it's it's not that big. It's really um, what was it? Um, it was Easter night, I think, 2015, and I prayed to God and repented. And, and ever since then, I've been pursuing him. And that's really, that's all there's to that. But, and hopefully what I, what I'll say will help. Not that I'm, not that I have more knowledge than anybody. I just, I'm older, so I'll, so I'm further, not higher. (laughs) But I think a simple thing, but that's really easy that, Nobody really thinks about his prayer. I think it's really important. I mean, like in any relationship, like if you're married or friends, if you don't talk to them, that's, that's not, that's, there's a problem. And I definitely, I know God wants you to talk to him and he, he loves you. So I think, um, if you love somebody and you want them to talk to you, I think that is the right thing. So so, um, I think it's good sometimes in life to stop and stop what you're doing and focus and pray. Kind of like, um, you know, just taking a whole moment, just that one-on-one with that person. I think it's really important to do that with God. And it definitely doesn't happen enough. And so, yeah, for this, for that particularly, praying, I feel is very important. That gets overlooked a lot and you pray and you think nothing happens but you keep praying you keep talking to like when you when you are with somebody you keep talking to them the same thing with God you keep praying to them the next thing I have to say is about struggles um, it, what I'll have to say about struggles it doesn't work for everybody but I hopefully it will help some people so when you have a struggle obviously I also say um, pray about that and Take action. Take one, you know, one step at a time. Because sometimes when you're struggling with something, you try and stop right there. It doesn't always work. So you have to, you have to do little things. Whatever you, whatever you, um, whenever you get caught doing that thing, or you get caught in a place, you just, you just have to avoid it. 
and this sometimes it'll be easier to overcome these um these struggles it'll be easier to sorry i gotta get it right it'll be um there's sometimes in life where you, you'll be facing struggles through most of your life but i definitely believe that you can stop struggling i know it to be true that with just about anything especially just because god is perfect and god definitely can overcome your struggles because no sin you have is too big for him. But, and also be, I guess I'm going to kind of mix this, but I guess um, be careful just where, what you care about lies. I think it's really important to put everything, just give God everything every day. Just concentration and Sometimes, you know, if you're stressed or difficulties, you take a step back and pray to God. And and definitely for, for struggles, never have a last two raw. So there's a song, and if you know it, you should know it, because it's, it's not a good song. But, um, but in the song, it says last two raw, and that means when you're struggling, that I'm just... One more time, which it doesn't work like that ever. There's no, there's, that's how Satan gets you. He wants you to do it one more time, but then you get caught back in it again. But, yeah, also just talking to people about struggles, and I think it's definitely important in your life to have somebody, to have people wiser than you. If you can have people wiser than you, it's always good to have more than one because you can go to each one of them, ask them about a specific question, and if they all answer the same way or in a similar way, then I think it'll make the choice more clear. But, and yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, Elizabeth. Treffin. Let's give her a hand. Hey guys. So, um, my name is Elizabeth Treffin. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys. I had, I had sat down and written out some things I wanted to share with you guys. And after looking at them, I felt like the Lord was directing me in a different way. Um, so bear with me because I feel like somebody needs to hear this. Um, It kind of goes off what Kelsey and Joe both said. Um, So when I was younger, I had grand plans for my life. I knew what I wanted to do tomorrow the next day and years down the road. And God definitely had a different story for me. Um, I went through years of um, struggles in my family where we just really had broken relationships. And in the midst of that, at a young age, um, I feel like... Because my parents raised my brother and I, who's four years older than me, uh, with a biblical foundation on scripture, that was very, very vital to my life. Because when we went through trials and storms, the only thing you have to stand on is God's word, because he never wavers and he never fails you. In the midst of all of the um, arguing and counseling and different situations that we went through, In those areas, um, I felt like I was being spiritually attacked um, because spiritual warfare is very real. 
and I struggle with a sin that is not discussed in a pulpit um, very often at all. Pastor Dan will mention it, and I really, really appreciate that. But it's one of those situations where you really feel like you're the worst of the worst. You're at the bottom, and there's no way you can come back up. And for me, everybody um, thought I was this just happy girl who loved Jesus, which was really true because I really did. But on the inside, I was really hurting because I felt like I wasn't forgiven. And truth be told, I asked for forgiveness time after time. And I know the Lord forgave me, but I hadn't forgiven myself. And I carried that around for years. And it was a burden on my back that I, I couldn't, I couldn't shake and I couldn't figure out why. And um, it was about three or four years that I went through that time period until I heard a speaker talk on the subject of the sin that I was struggling with. And to be honest, at the age of 16, I was sitting there like, wait, other people struggle with this too? <laughs> and it turns out that other people did. And I was able to be in an environment where I could go talk to somebody about it. And let me tell you, sitting down with a small group leader or um, a, somebody that is older than you, a parent, and talking through something you're struggling with, a sin, or um, something maybe you have questions over, it's so freeing. And to sit there and pray with each other, I just felt this burden lifted off my back. And it was okay to say that I was broken because... I believed and I serve a God who is the great physician who puts pieces back together because I was in many pieces. <laughs> and throughout the years of high school, God really broke me. And I'm so glad he did because, because he broke me, I realized that he is the only person that can put me back together. And when you go through trials and struggles, because I promise you, you will, you have to be in God's word every single day and you have to meditate on it and you have to hide it in your heart because when the trials and the storms come, he's the only thing that is steadfast and stands with you through anything and everything. And like Jonah said, you have to have a friend or somebody that's older than you and wiser that you can talk to so that you don't feel like you're alone because you're not alone. Like Kelsey said, there is no sin that you struggle with in your life that nobody else struggles with. It says in the Bible that there, every sin is common to man. There's nothing out of that box. And God can forgive any sin, no exceptions. And because he's forgiven me and redeemed me, I can stand here before you and say, I am, ex I am entirely broken and shattered, but because of him, he put me back together. And he will use those trials and struggles and those attacks to break you so that you can realize that he is the only person that you can rely on in your life. And in the end, that's all that matters because he is your life and your breath and your purpose. And I just want you guys to know that if there is a sin that you're struggling with in your life and you feel like you're the only person, please talk to somebody. Talk to Pastor Dan. Talk to your parents. If that's awkward, talk to somebody that's like a small group leader because I promise you that there is so much freedom in forgiveness and redemption in Christ. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Brooks Vanderhoff, Vin Vin come on down.
I should have gone first. <laughs> I might need something to sit on. Um, I don't have much to say like Jonah. I actually don't have anything written out either. <laughs> so I'm going to be uh, stopping a lot. Um, I've learned a lot. And two things really I wanted to talk about tonight that when um, when Dan said a few weeks ago, he was like, oh, senior night's in a few weeks. Like, they immediately popped into my head what I was going to say. And I didn't even think I was going to speak because this is probably the last thing I'd be wanting to do. But um, the, the first thing I wanted to speak on was um, take your opportunities because opportunities come and go so fast. Um, and you can learn so much from your, the opportunities that you're given. Um, I have a Bible verse, um, Ephesians 5, uh, 15 through 17. It says, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your opportunities, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand the will of the, what the will of the Lord is. Um, this is weird hearing myself talk. It's throwing me off a lot. Um, my dad tells me all the time to take your opportunities because um, I'm kind of lazy. So he, he yells at me a lot to do stuff, get stuff done. Because um, he, sa- he tells me every day. That's, that's why I probably mostly thought of it. But take your opportunities. Don't let them pass because you never get the same opportunity twice. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk on was to know your friends. And I know you're probably like, Brooks, you're a big fat nerd and you laugh at your own jokes. They're like, you know. Um, I mean, like, know, know your friends as in being a friend. Um, get to know your friends as... Talk to, them, talk to them about things you wouldn't, like, normally talk to them about. Because, like Jonah said, and um, Kelsey said, and also Elizabeth, they all, they all mentioned that they struggled with something. And they felt like they had no one to talk to. It, when, you're, when you have a friend to talk to about something, it makes everything so much easier. And when, you're, when you talk to... <sighs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, in order to know your friends, um, be a good friend. That's what I'm basically trying to say. And, um, I remember a long time ago, uh, it was a senior show and I actually, um, one of the graduates was speaking. It was a long time ago when I was like picking my boogers and eating them still. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Maybe, maybe, um, Um, she came up and talked about how she struggled with depression and how she had suicidal thoughts sometimes. And, like, that really struck me a lot because, like, she was such, like, a nice person. And that was, like, the last thing I, I expected her to struggle with or if she had any struggles at all. She seemed like such a nice person. But, like, you never really know what someone's struggling with unless you talk to them and, and be a friend for them. And... um I learned a lot 
from coming, from Dan's sermons. Um, last week, I actually told Dan this. I was excited for a sermon, um, which is, I, I've never really been excited for a sermon before. But I, I, it, was, it was a cool experience. I really was excited. Um, and that's something I thought would be cool to say. So um, that's all I have. Um, thanks. Good job, Brooks. Good job, Brooks. Victoria Cook, come on down. Come on down. Okay. Um, so to start off, um, I'm just going to share my testimony at first. Um, I grew up in a house where we were always in church. It was just everybody knew us that we were in church. You know, we went to church every Sunday. Every Wednesday, like, we were just a big Christian family, but um, it wasn't until, I think, my sister hit middle school where, like, my whole family broke. Um, me and my sister were best friends, and she pushed me out of her life. And it kind of hurt, and... She wanted nothing to do with us. As she started talking to me, I started to realize how much my life was similar to her life, that she felt like nobody cared and that she wasn't, she was like down in the worst. And it wasn't until I think my best friend came and I just talked to her about it. She came to me and talked at church camp. I think it was seventh grade. And um, I've had so many struggles in my life, and Lydia has been there for me. And then I just kind of broke from church. I didn't want to believe. I didn't. I didn't want to do anything. I pushed my family away the same way my sister pushed us away. And then for the past maybe year or so. Um, I started getting more involved in church, and it's, I, I met Kelsey, I met Liam, like, we started to become friends. Um, there was, like, so many people that just were, like, encouraging me, and I just kind of pushed them all away. And so, like, just like all of y'all have said, like, y'all all have struggles and like, you feel like no one can, you know, like, you can't talk to anybody, but, like, you can. And it's, like, best to do it, like, when you first find out. Like, don't keep pushing it off. And uh, so, yeah, that's it. Good job, Tori. And okay, Mr. Mr. Aaron Cox. So I just want to talk about what I've experienced this past year. And I really kind of took the youth group for granted for the past, like, couple months. And I really encourage you guys not to do that because you just take the youth group and people for granted and people that care about you and they love you. And you go out in the real world and you find out they're not going to love you like the people in this room will. And that was just really tough. And I don't want that for any of you guys because... It's not easy. I know I hurt people in this room, and I try to fix it, but it, it takes time. And 
I, I come from a lot of brokenness, and that's from, I'm from Kentucky, a lot of you guys don't know. I know I get a lot of jokes for it, but <laughs> um, I come from a lot of brokenness, and I never really felt the kind of love that I felt until I came here, and just really thankful for all that and what you guys have done for me, and that's it. <laughs> Good job, Aaron. All right, Mr. Noah Wolf. All right, so, um, Dad said y'all are a scary crowd. And I was like, that's not possible. Seamus is out there. It can't be that scary. And I was right. It's a thousand times worse. <laughs> so, um, I've been planning for this since I was a wee little sixth grader, and uh, sitting in one of those seats, I think it was Caleb's, I was sitting in that seat, and uh, sixth grade, I had something ready, seventh grade, had something ready, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, whatever, had something ready, came to twelfth grade, no clue what I was going to say, so we'll see how this goes. Um, really though, it's been a crazy seven, what years, something like that, so let me just say a few uh Words of wisdom. So in Proverbs 13.20, if I can get to there in time, uh, it says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So uh, like we've talked about some, I think Brooks talked about it, and probably a few other people, but I'm really nervous up here, so I can't remember. Um, friends are important, and um, you need to choose your friends carefully because they have a significant impact on who you become, especially at this like developmental age of your life. So choose friends carefully, point one. Point two, um, trust God. It sounds easy. It's, it's not. Um, there's a song that I really like. I was going to ask Lydia and to, if we could sing it tonight, but I requested seven other songs, so I didn't want her to get more mad at me. Um, <laughs> It's called Bigger Than, and like the chorus is like, you're bigger than all my fears, God of love, God of my love, you're bigger than all my dreams. Andre knows it. Um, so I think it's really important that God's bigger than our fears, but I also think it's equally important that he's bigger than our dreams. And that's something we skip over a lot, because it's like, oh, I'm bigger than my dreams. But your dreams aren't important, I'm sorry. I mean, they are, but they're not. <laughs> it's God's dreams that are important, God's plan for your life. That, um, Yeah, that's, that's the real the real thing. So point two, he's bigger than your dreams. Uh, point three, um, it's over there. It's the no drama llama. Drama has been something that has plagued our youth group like a disease the past, I don't know, while. Um, so just cut it out. It, it, makes, it makes it a lot easier. And if I can get there. In Luke chapter 11, Verse 17, uh, Jesus talking, he says, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And uh, I think drama divides. It causes strife, it causes hatred, it causes anger, all of that. Uh, I wouldn't be a history nerd like I am if I didn't include a quote by a history guy. So uh, the great Abe Lincoln once said, A house divided against itself cannot stand, echoing Jesus' words. And, uh, yeah, just reiterates it. No drama. Uh, that, was, that was point 
three. Point four, um, we've heard this verse a lot lately. I think we had it as our camp theme my sixth grade year and then this year. So it kind of came full circle. It's pretty cool. Uh, John thirteen thirty four says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you, are, you also are to love one another. Uh, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. Just love each other like, like God. Um, sorry. As important as all those points are, though, I mean, they're all for naught without the gospel. Like, everyday people do those things. And you're like, what's the gospel? I'm like, well, I'm glad you asked, Seamus. Uh, I have it in my notes. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, well, I'll just give you my example, I guess. Um, when I was a young wee lad, maybe a little younger than y'all, I was a good kid. It's a pretty great kid, actually. Let's be honest, I was amazing. But I sinned, just like all of y'all have sinned. And that sin, it separated me from God in a chasmatic way. I think I just made that word up. And there was nothing I could do to get closer to God. Um, So all I had to do was repent and believe that Jesus Christ died for me. And that he rose again as my Lord and Savior. And as good as all those things are, loving each other, being kind, um, avoiding drama, it's nothing without the gospel. So my hope for all of y'all is that I hope you love each other. I hope you avoid drama. But let's be honest, that's not going to happen all the time. I hope, though, that you do recognize the depravity of your sin and, I mean, talk to someone about it. That's probably the best thing you can do. But really, it's, it's what you have to pray. And that'll help you to be reunited and reconciled with God. Um, yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, I just got to conclude by thanking all the college and adults in the room. Y'all have been a great influence on my life while I'm here. Even the ones who aren't in the room, I also thank them. Um, Dad, got to hit you back on this one. I love you, and I'm very proud of you and how you've served this youth group. Oh, oh. wait, sorry. And uh, give a hand for uh, the very talented Lydia Parker. So um, I have a, I'm going to share my testimony tonight and then some truths. So I have a testimony, much, much like a lot of y'all's. I grew up in a Christian home, um, I, and I put my faith in Christ at the age of six. And I believe from there on out, my faith just began to grow and grow, um, but mostly in my middle and mostly my high school years. Um, I'd always been like the goody two-shoes girl throughout school, and it got pretty tiring because people seemed to always expect me to be that lame Christian girl who wasn't any fun. Um, so throughout some of my middle school years, um, I just strived to fit in and I was always focused on wanting to be popular and wanting to be like the popular, popular girls. And I was just so jealous of all of them. Um, and I lived those years just wanting to be liked, you know, I didn't want anyone to find a reason to not like me. 
Um, so it sort of prevented me from um, sharing my faith or standing out as a Christian all too much because I just wanted to be like everybody else. Um, so the summer before high school, I went on my first um, mission trip to New York with my family and my church. And that really transformed my outlook on my role as a Christian in a secular public school. Um, going door to door, sharing the gospel, um, it really it really helped me realize it get, get me out of my comfort zone and taught me that I need to be sharing my faith with others. So another thing that I learned from then was that um, in Christianity compared to other religions is that in Christianity, it's about like the relationship that we have with God and not as much about like the religion and like the church part of it. And so I realized that um, I should just be striving to grow in my relationship with Christ. And so from, so I took my first major step of faith in sharing with my closest friends after, um, after I went to New York about the importance that God had held in my life because I'd realized that I hadn't been sharing that with them. I was just trying to live like Christ, but I wasn't really pointing everything back to him. And so I just shared to them that God is really important to my life and how I'd like him to be important to their lives. And so through this, I was able to bring some of them to church and um, I just tried to be a witness in their lives. And then in my last few years of high school, I started to realize like most people have said so far, how much your friends have an impact on you. And I was going to mention Proverbs thirteen twenty, but <laughs> it's already been mentioned. So I'll just say it again. He who walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So I began to understand this, and I started to see closer relationships with my Christian friends. And so I started to realize that I had to isolate myself from my school friends because they weren't really... They weren't helping me in my faith with God or anything. And so it was really hard for me to do that, but I put myself in a better environment um, later on in high school, and I was able to focus on the mission that I have in high school, which is to share the gospel with others and just surround myself with other Christian believers, get more involved in the church. And it got to the point where I, I didn't even want to be around, and this sounds bad, but I didn't want to be around people who weren't Christians, but I knew I was there to be a witness to them, but I just... It was just really awesome being able to, like, lift others up, um, all my Christian friends. So um, through this walk of faith, I just know that um, I've learned that my life has meaning in Christ and that other people who don't have that, they're really missing out. And um, with each trial in my life, I know I'm able to overcome it because I have Jesus and I know that he cares for me. And I can't imagine how everyone else goes through trials without God. Um, and if I could leave a piece of advice to everyone in this room, it would be to share the gospel to others around you because that's really important. Um, and you might have heard this illustration before, but it's as if you had the cure for cancer. Wouldn't you want to share it with everyone else? And so just as we have the key to eternal life and salvation through Christ, there are others needing that. And don't be afraid um, of how people re will receive it. And that was my big the biggest thing holding me back. I didn't want anyone to have a reason not to like me. So, you know, I was afraid to share my faith. And um, later on in high school is when I, I realized that, and I realized my, my weakness there. And, you know, the, the worst they can do is not be your friend, you know. And maybe that's not such a bad thing. But <laughs> another piece of advice uh, is I have is find someone to keep as your accountability partner to keep you in check, as everyone else has been sharing. Um, it's really important to as you're going through life as a Christian to take those around you and to like grow together in faith with each other because um, it's, it's really helpful in your walk with Christ.
Great job, Lydia. All right, Miss Daisy Fensick. Uh, so I was just going to come up and say that um, I'm really thankful I was in this youth group because I've learned a lot over the four years. And uh, I've learned that God wants me to serve him and serve people and really love people and uh, spread his light around the world. And, yep, so that's what I've learned. And uh, that's it. So, and I, I also wanted to give a gift to Dan and Michelle for pouring into the youth group. Do you want to open it, Dan? I, I like gifts, everybody, just to let you know. <laughs> but you know who likes gifts more? My wife. You shouldn't have, but I'm so glad that you did. You come here too, babe. Oh, a drum roll! Oh, look at that! That is awesome! Wow! Thank you so much. That is awesome. Hey, hey, just on a side note, if you want to do something for your mom or dad that's really nice, get her to draw them, and, but you, you pay her, pay her, but they will love it. That is so sweet. Thank you so much for that. Here you go, bud. Good job. Thank you, bud. That is really sweet. Ever since someone stole the, the picture she did of me at the, the Christmas thing, I've been like... I hope I get something sometime. So thank you so much, Daisy. That that is sweet. Um, did you hear hear the group sharing? Uh, a lot of them were sharing a lot of the same things, right? I mean, I'd sin. I thought I was the only one that struggled. But then one day I found out I'm not alone. It's so nice to know that we're not alone. Friends are important. As a sixth grader, can I tell you this? Friendships are very important to who you will become as a 12th grader. What you're doing right now, the choices that you make are huge. And I think you heard a lot of, it's worth it. Uh, Seeking after Christ, following Christ, it's worth it. I love just getting to see uh, and hear these students, and I've walked alongside quite a few of you, uh, especially the past year or two, uh, just through ups and downs of life, and to see you uh, getting up. Getting up. And, And a t- testament that I want to see for the rest of your life is, is you're going to spend, if you seek after God, you're getting up for the rest of your life. You struggle. Just keep getting up. Don't, when, you, when you stop getting up, that's when you start to lose. Uh, so never stop getting up, pursuing after him, learning, gr- growing, speaking, sharing. So uh, thanks, thanks a lot, guys, for uh, sharing. They're, they're going to be around the room as well, so make sure you go up to them and say, hey, thanks. High five them. Uh, don't pants them or anything weird. Uh, but, you know, just, just I don't know why I had to add that. I just do it because I'm holding this trash. Uh, let's pray, and uh, we're going to be dismissed tonight. Dear God, we, we thank you so much uh, for just the testimonies that were shared and the, the, the pointing to you that occurred so much on this stage tonight. And Lord, in the lives of, of, of these college, Lord, uh, these college-to-be, these high school se- seniors. God, I ask that you just go, go, go with them uh, and let them go with you.
wherever you lead them. And for those that are here, Lord, may we, may we grow in our faith. May we take your word uh, as, as a serious thing. And Lord, may we uh, live it out in a way that it affects others around us uh, for your honor and glory. Uh, thank, thank you, God, for your son, Jesus, because without him, we would all be lost. In his name we pray. Amen.